Welcome to Horns Up. This is Peter K, aka Trend Crusher. How's it going, everyone? I'm hosting this one solo, and I'm really, really excited because I got to speak to a musician that I really look up to, Peter Tatkrin. I don't think he needs much of an introduction, but in case you have no idea who he is, look up the credits of your favorite death metal or black metal album in the last twenty years. Now, I must give you a heads up. I got a bit. Too excited towards the end of this interview, and kind of made a boo boo and said that you know, death metal had just started in the early '90s. Well, we all know I'm wrong, and death metal had actually been around since the mid '80s. We've got that out of the way. Here's my interview with the man behind hypocrisy, pain, as well as Abyss Studio. And welcome to Horns Up, Peter Tagtrain. Correct. Did I get that correct? Oh yeah. Okay. Very good. Awesome. Thank awesome. you very much. How are? Yeah. How is life? Uh, good. I'm talking to you, and I must say, like, I'm a huge fan of hypocrisy and your work itself. So it's a huge honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I must kind of cut to the chase because you know it's been eight years since your last album, End of Disclosure. How does yeah. it feel to have like a new album, Worship? All set to release. To be honest, uh, it's a little nerving. You know, you don't know if people are gonna like it or not. But most important thing is that you like it yourself. You know, I'm very confident in that kind of way that I'm very proud of it, uh, and I really hope people will like it too. You know, that's the only thing I can say. You know, that, that that's the thing. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's crazy, right? Just like kind of like the times we live in. uh so i must ask you and i think you probably have been tired of answering this but how's it been honestly for the last couple of years for you i mean from what i've read of you as a person you enjoy being in the isolation so was that something you enjoyed that you know everything was shut off or how did it feel to be honest well for for me uh me personally i know people around there was a disaster but for me I kind of needed this time off to uh take a half a year off laying on the couch eating food and get fat you know and then come back to to uh things I left half done or was not ready yet like for instance the hypocrisy album you know there was a few things left to fix but there was never any time around because I was touring with other bands or this band or you know so um Yeah for for me it was important to get a little bit time off to be honest. Okay, fair fair enough. I mean, and I must ask you because I know that you're in the midst of a lot of press around the album release and you mentioned that you know you're uh really happy with the album. What's the initial yeah. feedback been to the album so far? I mean, does it meet your expectations? I don't know. I talk with you guys journalists. I, of course, I see what people like. Uh, about um, chemical horror because it's been out and it seems like people really love it, you know. And the journalist really likes the album, so I hope now the fans will like the rest of the album. Today, actually, we released Dead World as a yeah, yeah. I was single actually... and and the video as well. So it's a little bit different video, but I think it's cool anyhow. Yeah, I was actually just watching it before we started yeah. recording. It's pretty neat. uh okay, in there thank you 
Yeah, and so I I must ask you, right? I mean, uh, you know, the press note that I got mentioned, and you've also uh, alluded to this that you know you get inspiration in waves, you know, for hypocrisy. So I have a couple of questions around this. First, mm-hmm. is when did you actually start writing worship? Uh, I would say 2018, maybe. Okay. Got back in the mood. You know, it's it's not good to start writing music when you can't feel the vibration in your, in your body, you know? You can't just write an album because you have to. You have to be into it 100%. You have to dedicate your life into what you write and what you do. You can't just do it because you have to. So that took a long time for me to get the feeling back, mainly because I was so busy with everything else. I, I, my, I couldn't spare any, any more energy on on more things you know so i really had to to do this in between tours and in between other albums and shit so for me it was important to to be focused on what the hell i'm doing otherwise it's really hard to make a good album i think and now with someone like you who's like constantly around music right because your day job is also as a producer in there how do you kind of realize with you know hypocrisy since the inspiration comes in waves right when do you yeah. kind of realize, is there a moment or a certain point that the song has to reach that you realize that, okay, I'm going to stop working on it and now put it for the album? Or is it constantly a work in progress till you send it out for mastering? Yeah, it, it's a constant. I mean, usually to create the song takes a long time. And when you finally have it, then the, the mixing process is even worse, you know, because... You want something and you don't know how to get it. And you're working and you do a mix and you go home, listen. You listen in your phone, you listen in your car, you listen in your little boombox that you have in the kitchen. You listen everywhere and you go, fuck, I can't hear this instrument or <laughs> I can't hear that. And you go back and you redo it again. And then there's something else missing. And finally, when you have all the 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 uh, levels right with the guitars, vocals, blah, 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 then you listen shit there is no bottom end in it there's no base oh fuck they have to redo everything again and then oh it sounds so dark why don't i have any trouble in there you know and uh yeah yeah it's it's really like uh playing tetris you know <laughs> yeah with all the, all the instrument everything has to fit in this cube how do i make it fit so it doesn't sound like it's it's uh, pumping or it's too much of everything. And so, yeah, it, it, it is a long process for me. I mean, sure, you can do a mix in a few days, but it's going to sound like that afterwards yeah. <laughs> also. So I really don't want to let go of anything that I'm not happy with. And you kind of answered my question, what it's like to work and mix and I mean, mix at least music that you've written, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's the worst. (laughs) It's the worst because you don't know what's right or what's wrong. At least when I I produce other bands, I'm very uh, strict. I know what I want and I know how to get it and I have it there and so on. But when I'm working with my own shit, oh God, I try different things. That's when I really experiment only on my own bands because I really don't want to fuck up other yeah. bands production because I'm experimenting, you know, so it takes a little bit longer, but I learned a lot during my own stuff. 
Okay. Yeah. That that I think that's the good thing about DIY, right? Like you can experiment yeah. with your own shit and like try it out. Is yeah. There? So now what one cool thing I noticed, and if I'm factually wrong, please correct me. But the Dead World, which is the single that you just put out uh, today, uh, yes. was written by your son Sebastian, and yeah. This was for a project that has not seen the light as yet. But is this the yeah. first time that, you know, both of you wrote music together? And second is, why did you decide to include the track on Worship? Actually, me and my son, we had this father and son project in 2017, I think. We started writing music. He was playing drums. I was playing guitar and, and so on. And we were just writing music. We didn't put any vocals on or thinking about the production. We just creating songs so we had 11 songs at the end and then we said okay now it's boring so we said okay we both do something else and that kind of sparked a little bit for me to start with hypocrisy again okay and uh, i really loved that song that he did there was no vocals on it at that time and i asked him hey let, let me use this for hypocrisy it's a damn good song and he said okay no problem so i wrote lyrics to it and we recorded it again with the band so yeah. I mean, Sebastian wrote songs before also on the last Hypocrisy album, Soldier of Fortune. Okay. Me and him wrote, wrote the, the music half each on that. And plus he wrote uh, Mathematique with Lindemann by himself. So he's really awesome. good. Yeah. So the reason I probably also want to ask you this question is because I have a four-year-old son. And yeah. the thing he enjoys about like metal is like just, you know, the growls and the beats and all of that. So he had bangs along, but yeah, you know, as another dad, right. What's it like writing music with your son? I mean, have you had any like musical differences of sort? Oh man, it's a great experience. You know, uh, he was 14 or 15 when he wrote for the last Hippo album. And uh, it's great. I mean, I have him with me when I play with Pain Live since 2016. He was with me on tour with uh, Lindemann playing drums on that. He's a fantastic uh, musician and a songwriter. And we pretty much have the same taste of music, that which is really cool, you know? Yeah, I guess that helps, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Uh... At this point, since we've talked about worship, I'd like to play a track from worship. Which one uh, should we play and why? Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. Do you want an up-tempo, slow song, a mid-tempo? What do we need right now? I, I think I, let's, let's do up-tempo. Do an up-tempo? Let's, yeah. let's do a dead world then. Let's see what okay. people think about that. Make a suffer, terminate the human horde. 
So yeah, that was Dead World, and we're still with Peter Tadrin from Hypocrisy. Now, I must ask you, I mean, because it's been eight years, right? And eight years yeah. is quite some time, if you think about it. There's it a possibility that there's a whole new audience that's going to discover hypocrisy, right? How would you, considering your vast discography and a lot of the work that you've done in there, how would you describe worship to somebody who's never heard hypocrisy before oh that's a tricky question uh i really don't know it's so hard to describe your own thing it's it's always easier to to uh describe other people's music to be honest <laughs> i don't know i i think it's uh it's got a lot of different elements in it it's not only death metal you know it, it's got a lot of doom in there it's got a lot of uh, melancholy uh, uh, melodies. It's got a. I think it's pretty wide sound sounding. It, it's some songs sounds a little bit like you're dreaming kind of thing. You can dream away of it uh, because of guitar melodies, keyboards, and things like that. It gives you a certain feeling. I would think I, it's really hard to say. I try to make the music interesting in my point of view. And then if people think it's interesting or not, I cannot tell you. <laughs> All right, now that, that's fair enough. And th this is actually something as someone who's a fan that always intrigued me, right? And I'm very glad that I actually got to speak to you and ask you this question is, uh, and this also comes from a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Aditya Rao, another fan. He, yeah. We want to know that, you know, you started off as a death metal act, you know, which had if you think about it, a very typical theme, right? Which was anti-religious because death yep. metal has very similar themes. Yep. What prompted your shift towards, you know, themes of what we now are familiar with, which is of the dystopian future, alien abductions. I mean, Roswell 47, what a fucking classic track. I still yeah. can never forget listening to it live and singing along. But yeah. was there a certain moment or a series of things that kind of occurred that you wanted to shift the lyrical theme? Well, uh, when I started Hypocrisy and I started to, to record all the songs by myself, it was a one-man band from the beginning, you know? I was very influenced by the first Deicide album and the first Morbid Angel album and the first Entombed album. And I wrote most of the lyrics for the first album uh because that's how i wanted it to be and then we got a singer in there to, that was singing on the two first album he wrote lyrics on the second album and then uh when we parted away 
I was just thinking, what the hell should I write about? Because I always been interested in science and science fiction and dimensions and vibrations in, in different vibrations in, 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 in conscious life, you know? So in 94, I started writing about, you know, fourth dimension and things like that. What if we're all living in, in some kind of a, I don't know, hologram and things like that. I started really <laughs> to, to, to do this matrix thing that didn't matrix didn't come up for another, another couple of years though. But that's how I was thinking because I was very much into this theme. So I started writing about that instead. So I must ask is, you know, while you did, uh, we've got the hypocrisy album coming out uh, a few months earlier, you released a single from pain. And that was also after a few years. How yeah. is, how do you kind of split? Oh, is there like, you know, writing mode you go in for pain and then you go in for hypocrisy or what, what's the split how do you kind of do that i'm very curious to know yeah uh that was a kind of weird way you know like uh to release two pain songs you know out of the blue from nowhere but i felt like this hypocrisy album when it's out and we start touring there will be no pain for a year or two, maybe, you know? So maybe I should write one more song and also this cover that I had for a long time laying around with the Rolling Stones. So that was just my main thing to, to give the, the pain fans something while I was doing hypocrisy. Okay, cool. I'm glad to know that. Now yeah. you touched upon this uh, a bit earlier in our conversation about production, right? I mean, while you're known really well as a musician, you're also equally known as a producer and engineer. And I mean, if I start reading out the list of bands that you've worked with, we'll need another episode, right? But yeah, we run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but but how would you kind of say is you know the Abyss Studio sound? Because a lot of like once you created your sound, right? A lot of people came to you for that sound, or like with hypocrisy, a lot of people wanted that sound. What would you say to a band that comes and says, "I want the sound that's on this hypocrisy album"? How do you kind of work with that? Yeah, that that was the thing. I kind of trapped myself in 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 this circle, kind of. I mean, I think it started off when I did. Uh, dark funeral in 95 or something like that more more bands started contacting me and was very impressed about the production and sound and yeah they want the same kind of thing you know so they go to the same studio to try to get it dark funeral plays in one way and it's impossible to to duplicate that with a with another band if they don't play exactly the same kind of way and the same kind of musician because a guitarist, you can have one guitar sound and different guitar players and it will never sound the same because all guitar players are hitting the strings in different ways and stuff yeah. like that. So I think mainly why people came to me is because I guess in the mid nineties, I start to actually understand what the hell I was doing when I was recording. So the, the sound got a little <laughs> bit better than most of the the other production that was out at the time so i guess a lot of people was wanted a better sound so that's how it started a little bit i think 
And then I was yeah. very fortunate to have all these great bands. It's like a dream come true when you think about it now. All the bands that went through my studio in the 90s and beginning of 2000, it, it was amazing. Yeah, for me, it was crazy because I discovered hypocrisy at the same time I was listening to Immortal and just to realize that, you know, it's the same guy working behind all of it. So, yeah, that, that was like blowing my mind. Uh, yeah. I, I must ask you this then, I mean, because it's been 30 years since uh, hypocrisy started uh, yeah. and you talked about, you know, being influenced by Vital Remains and all of that. Looking back, how, how would you kind of say is your journey been, right? Because 30 years is a long time when you think about like death metal music, like 30 years ago, I'm, it was still like, there was no like death metal, right? You'd still... Uh, were the early days of death metal. Did you still think that you'd be like playing music or, you know, kind of, did you have that ambition when you first started out? Well, actually, when I started in 91 with Hypocrisy, most of the death metal, death metal bands been going on for three or four years. So actually when we started, when we got our album out in 92, this wave of death metal was going down. So oh, yeah. Correct. We, yes. we, we were starting it very late in this death, death metal uh, thing, but we stuck to what we believed in and we constantly been growing slowly, but steady. We got more and more fans and, and fans stayed, the fans left, new fans comes in. So, I mean, I think the whole reason is, to believe in yourself when you write music, write for yourself what you would like to hear. You know, when you're done writing a song, you think, would I, would I go out and buy this song? Would I like to go out and hear it live from the band? These are the things you got to ask yourself. Uh, and you have to stay true to yourself when you're writing that you really like it. You can't just write something because it's popular or whatever, because then I think you will be there for a little bit and then forgotten. True words, true words. So uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, but I have just a last question to go. And uh, this is more from, you know, a perspective as somebody who's seen you live, because I was looking at Payne's website and you've got shows lined up for uh, 2022. Europe has opened up uh, for gigs. So do you have like gigs lined up for hypocrisy? And what are you looking forward to the most at the shows coming up? Yeah, um, we definitely have one tour fixed for North America before summer. And we had a European tour from October to mid-November. But as we saw it getting closer and closer, we never announced it to anyone because that's right now. And right now it's still too rocky in Europe to go out. So okay. that means we canceled all the, the, the gigs we had without even <laughs> announcing them. And wow. uh, so now the booker is doing it again. And I hope we can go out in, in of course, during the summer to do a lot of uh, summer festivals in Europe and then do a headline tour after that. So that, that's something to look forward to. But unfortunately, yeah. 2022 is the year then. Yeah, I guess now it's all, almost over, you know, and nobody really tours end of the year that much because people are saving money for christmas and stuff like that in europe you know so it doesn't really make sense and it's still too rocky we 
it's still not over yet. You know, I think we will have a lot of chaos before it's over still, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I hope things are not as worse as they were last year. Yeah. I really hope the so vaccine. too. Yeah. So, How is it in India with, with the, all this COVID shit? Uh, we're, we're hanging in there. I mean, like at least here in Mumbai, we're open relatively compared yeah. to like April, May this year when things were really, really bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I think part of it is because more people are getting vaccinated. So I think yeah. that's one of the keys really for us. It, it's a pleasure talking to you, Peter. Yeah, pleasure talking to you, man. I really appreciate and it. If you have any local promoters, tell them to give me a call. I want to go to India. Yeah, man. I mean, th- th- that'd be a dream come true. Especially like yeah. when, when growing up, I never thought I'd ever see you guys live to see you once so maybe yeah. twice is <laughs> even luckier but yeah uh, th- thanks so much and uh, horns up yeah the same to you thank you very much for your support and i really hope to see everybody in india not everybody you so many but <laughs> <laughs> at yeah, least yeah. at least to do one or two concerts that would be great yeah that'll, that'll definitely be a pleasure yeah All right. Thank you very much, man. And uh, have a good weekend and stay safe. So that was Peter Tatkrain. Really, really cool guy. I wish I had much more time to speak to him. I think I could easily spend an entire afternoon just talking metal with him, picking his brain on all the albums that he's worked on over the last 30 years. Do check out the Hypocrisy album Worship, which will be out next month via Nuclear Blast Records. Do let us know what you've been listening to. Hit us up on honzapod.com or at the rate honzapod on Twitter. You can also reach out to me. I'm Trend Crusher on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, honzap guys. <laughs>